I had to, uh, I'm looking at emails. If it wasn't for this podcast, this platform, and being able to share sometimes the hellish of F and hell I've been through, the abandonment, neglect, abuse, not gonna lie, truth, throughout my life, I would probably already be dead. I don't know if I could, if anybody could handle stuff like that, you know what I mean? And having support. I just want to take a second. I had to leave. I had to clear my head. And uh, being outdoors helps me. And I take Snorri now on a couple of short walks. Um, you can't do long walks anymore with the situation with this house. Um, there's no way I'm going to get through all these emails. But I'm just going to say this for everybody. Thank you. Thank you for being a support. And for, even for people I don't even know. We've never met before. But... Thank you for sharing your story. And so I realize, and and we all know I'm not alone. You're not alone. And thank you for allowing me to share my story with you. Um, And we inspire one another because that's what we do as human beings is we help each other when we're down. We lift each other up. That's called having a heart, you know. I want to say, I mean, thank you for everybody. (laughs) Um... I've had family, extended family, and some cousins where uh, we're working through and we're helping one another out, but having to do so with um, some secrecy. I understand staying on neutral ground, but sometimes we don't want to have other people know things. Um, because you don't want to put somebody else in a situation causing more stress, anxiety. And I definitely don't want it. But I want to say thank you to family that I haven't spoken to in a long time. Extended family for uh, reaching out. But uh, just all of you in general. For yourself, my journeys are national. So uh, but I can't understand some of these emails. But by golly, you know I can translate. <laughs> And there's plenty of apps and stuff. You just put the email down and you just copy and paste. And it'll translate whatever whatever language to English. And there's plenty. And I've, just from the podcast, I've learned so much. I've educated myself. You're never too old to learn. I don't care where you write me from. I'll translate that. I get to every email. And sometimes it takes a while. But I'm getting there. But I want to say a hell of a thank you. And for people who feel now that they can use their voice and not be scared. No? And talking about abandonment and neglect. And abandonment and neglect. And abandonment and neglect. And over and over and over and over again. And what it does to you emotionally, it breaks, your, it breaks the F out of you. It mentally screws you. It messes with you. And it's not okay. People do that. It's not okay. You going through that and you're going through that. Get the help you need. Please. Please, I'm begging you to get the help you need. Don't let anybody take you down. Your life is not worth cutting short. For somebody or people who don't treat you well. Nobody's worth your life. I'm telling you right now. Nobody's worth your life. Nobody will take my life. There is nobody... On the face of the earth, it's going to take me down that low. And you, 
whoever you are listening to everybody and for people a lot of people relate don't let somebody take you down to take your life there ain't nobody faces search. I don't care who they are in your life or worth that worth your life don't let them win don't let them win anybody watches sits back and watches you struggle and suffer and pushes you and just sits and smile first of all it's demonic dark whatever you'll call it evil juju as my cousin said cursed I don't know <laughs> I'm starting to believe we do have um the Sioux curse I have extended family cousins that are going through things and um and not normal upbringing and not normal in their life what they've gone through and their children and try to break the cycle and as I said how do you break the cycle I don't believe cycle gets broken on earth. I believe the cycle gets broken by God. That's all I could tell them. Because that's all I know I, I, that I believe. I don't believe any therapy or anyone on this earth can break a cycle. Especially when it's hardcore dysfunction that's really, really bad. It's the truth. But, uh... I haven't ate anything all day. I haven't slept well. Um, I sent an email, a note. I keep before, day before. I try to do it a couple days before, but God knows I've been just so anxiety's off the chart. I usually email documents, photos, and things or whatever. Um, or I'll write down text and I'll put it on a Word document on computer for my therapist. So there's key points. You have key points you go through trauma therapy that is important to discuss and it affects your health and well-being and your life. That's the first thing we discuss in sessions. My sessions are an hour, but disability allows me because of the seriousness of what I've gone through and I'm going through again and my anxiety that affects my well-being, emotional well-being, and it can affect my health. It can kill me. Um, it's damn right serious. So I'm lucky disability will allow us to go over an extra hour. And they will block two hours out for my sessions. And there are other patients, as they said, you know, she said that, that I need two hours. Because we got some serious matters, you know, Kim? And we got to deal with this. And I couldn't agree more. But for those asking, um, she is a psychologist and her specialty is trauma. And it's a very in-depth therapy. I was with someone else, but I got transferred to her because... She's dealt with some pretty serious stuff and cases, and she's very swift. Um, she is hardcore, but most importantly, she's experienced and well-versed. And uh, each patient, as she said in each case, educates her. And she said, I never can say I know everything, I've learned everything, because my patients and clients always amaze me, and I learn something new. And we go through the hurdles, as I call it, and she calls it hurdles. And we're able to help each other really because she's helping me but I'm helping her because there's sometimes you learn if she's different patients something new with trauma that you've never seen or heard or been a part of but she does work with my disability uh, state is understanding and even therapists have to update the state in situations adult protective services for people ask I did not know what adult protective services was until my attorney uh, my attorney is also well versed in domestic violence um, they've handled some really big cases. Um, and as a group, the group is made up of, of attorneys who have 
went through abuse, neglect, abandonment, and domestic violence throughout their life in different situations. I was given that group from another attorney um, because they also handle and they're familiar with disability and social security and the government and state. And this is something, well, I'm telling you who's listening, but a lot of my friends already know. Um, my cousin knew. A couple of my cousins knew. I'm talking to another cousin of mine. Um, I've never met him, but <laughs> my grandmother had a lot of siblings and they had children and I'm meeting my cousins, extended cousins that I never met before. We're trying to get a date down. We're looking at Thanksgiving, but Christmas is going to be probably better for everybody to meet because some of my extended cousins live out of state and it's a final location. And some of them want to fly in and we all just meet. I am, I'm so excited about that. I actually have family that I'll be able to celebrate holidays with and they don't need to be immediate family. They don't need to be anything. They're, they're, they're my family. I've never met them. Some of them I've never met them. <laughs> if it wasn't for a daggone DNA test I did years ago through Ancestry.com and a cousin saying, hey, aren't you Jerry's daughter? Uh, who's this? Your grandmother's my aunt. My parent is her sibling. And I never met you before, but I think you're talking about Dorothy. If it wasn't for her, I would have never known and probably die and never know my extended family, the cousins. That's a blessing. Ancestry.com is not a joke. There are people really who are doing, she's big in history and research and that. Um, she was able to get a death certificate that uh, I thought one, I thought a family member had died a certain way and, and uh, I brought it to her attention. She said, no, it died cirrhosis of the liver from alcoholism, from alcoholism problems in their life. I'm like, what? I'm not going to say who it was. That's not the point. But I was told this, but no. Um, you know, coroner is this, cirrhosis of the liver. They broke all barriers for me to understand history and understand family and understand and I learned through her that no family's perfect but a lot of families have severe dysfunction and try to break somebody tries to break she's tried to break the cycle the curse she has a lot of history and information of my great-great-grandmother or my great-grandmother excuse me my grandmother's mom who is Sioux Indian um and they did believe in curses and there was, was things that happened and they have medicine men and all that stuff's real and it's not just stuff in movies. And she still believes and other extended cousins that there has been a curse placed. And they're not sure it's because my great-grandmother married outside of the Sioux Indian um, what do you say, tribe or I can't think of the name but you know what I'm saying. Or some history they pulled up where that is a strong possibility first the rest of the family for generation generation can you break that curse heck I don't know I used to always use sage I believe in it I believe in God I'm a spiritual person but I also believe in saging cleanses I didn't know I had any Sioux Indian or Native American Indian or anything I didn't know that initially my great grandmother my great grandmother for crying out loud but 
she's got facts, hardcore facts. Got a lot of emails and photos and things, and I'm starting to really believe there was a curse. Whew. And boy, is it a curse. <laughs> so my trauma therapist, I shared some emails from her. I said, it's okay. I gave my trauma therapist her phone number because she was interested in learning some dysfunction, a generational dysfunction, they call it. And um, she's t- corresponded with her, she said a few times, a couple of emails or phone call. And she said, trauma therapist, this stuff's real. I don't know a lot about Indian curses, whether it's Cherokee or Sioux, like your great-grandmother. But I know they exist on the reservations and that. Did she marry, marry an American and maybe was supposed to marry another one within the Sioux Indian bloodline? Is that the curse? Nobody's really sure. There's um, some things that surface. My cousin is big into you know, diving deep within the family history. This is my dad's side. I believe it. As she said, there's never been a relation or marriage that's not gone through some type of toxicity, extreme hardship, or divorce, whether or not once, but multiple times. And it's interesting because it's a generational thing. Um, and is it part of the curse? I sure the heck ain't saying I don't believe in that. Oh, my Lord. I don't want any other curses or anything to have to go through in my lifetime. But I learned a lot. But for those asking, my trauma therapist is a psychologist, but her expertise is in trauma. Um, She does not accept new patients. The patients are referrals in their serious cases. Um, Her partner is a psychiatrist and works for a very reputable hospital in New York. Now, he will be the one next week. Um, I definitely, as she said, if you need more than what your hospital specialist gave you over the week, um, please email me back and let me know so we can get him on the e-visit Monday so we can start prescribing you something for anxiety that you'll be taking daily, um, probably twice a day. It will not have, it should not have too many side effects. If anything, she said, it may cause some nausea, vomiting, and make you lose your appetite. With other meds you're taking for Addison's and with the tumor, with the pain. But they run it through my hospital specialist, so um, I'm not one to back down. I've never had to be on anything for emotional well-being for mental health ever in my life that's the truth to help me god but the anxiety that's created by people because i keep putting my heart out and i'm literally watching my heart get broken and shattered again when i'm mending it and i'm allowing it because i'm welcoming people that just i don't know maybe they're just nosy i don't know but they're not providing the emotional support and some aren't providing anything but maybe just being nosy i don't know whatever Still wishing well. Still be the bigger person. I don't hate anybody, but I feel hate. I feel hate from some people. Just deep, deep hate. But the anxiety is is the blood starts gushing out of your nose. Today was it? <clears throat> this morning, <clears throat> I realized I'm not getting much sleep. My friends know this, and my cousins know it. And I need to get some medication started. I'm hoping because some anti, some anxiety, anti-anxiety. God, I don't want medicine to cause me more anxiety. (laughs) 
Some medicine takes a little bit longer, my therapist said, to start working and you might not see it right away. There are some medicines go to that are quick acting, but they're short term, meaning that you can, especially with the anxiety I have, the worse of anxiety, the quicker you burn through and that's with pain too. See, I'm learning things as I go along. You're never too old to learn, especially when you're dealing with your situations with your health. But the worsening of pain, the more medicine you have to be given and the quicker you burn through the medicine in your body because it needs it for the pain. Um, and with anxiety, when you have severe anxiety, like what I'm dealing with now, is there are short-term, meaning they don't last long, but they're quick-acting medicine. So what's going to happen probably, and we've discussed this last week with therapy, is I'll probably have to be on two different types. One to go to, like today. Um, I have to scream at somebody on the phone to please quit causing me more anxiety before I have to go to the hospital and I get off the phone with you. And then I have to call Adult Protective Services and let them know what's going on. Or the hospital doctors will. This person is under disability and they have severe anxiety and the stuff's getting worse and we need to protect her and help her. I don't want to get to that point and I didn't have to, thank God. But if I tell somebody on the phone, you're causing me further anxiety and they're not even offering any emotional support and just sit there and allow it. I said, no, no, I'm not going to, no, no. Uh, I'd be a damn fool to have myself and put myself in a situation with anybody like that on the phone. I don't know why people do that. I don't know what possesses. Some people like to see people suffer and struggle, I guess. That's just my opinion. I'm entitled to it. But I definitely need the medicine now. Um, you deal with emotional stuff. It's, it's ten times worse. I'd rather deal with physical pain than deal with psychological stuff. Anxiety. You know, thank God for those emailing with depression. They have severe depression. My heart goes out to you and people um, on platforms I work with and I've done trailers and just small inserts and marketing stuff, commercials and working with as a group as a whole holiday season's coming up. I can't even focus on working. There was two projects that came across the email I could have done this weekend. I couldn't even function whether I think and it, it the necessity is is the creativity part when you're marketing and doing trailer work and you work with multiple people and everybody has a little part of 60 seconds. You have to have that creative and calm and peaceful environment and your mind has to be open. And let's just face it, how the hell am I going to do anything like that when I have high anxiety? I can't even work right now. Um, I never realized how bad anxiety can literally paralyze you. And I've heard it from people, but most importantly, my trauma therapist who treats people that literally it paralyzes them and they literally go on disability for severe anxiety because it paralyzes them, meaning they can hardly function and they have to be in therapy weekly, like for long periods of time and they have to go on medicine and that and they go on disability and they lose their jobs. And as, as she said, these are people that some people have very reputable jobs. They're attorneys. Yeah. These are people who own companies. I mean, they have to step back on disability because they can't even function because anxiety literally gets to be overwhelming and it gets worse. And it literally paralyzes them. But as she said, depression can paralyze people too. I'm glad I don't have depression. But it's like my anxiety will get so bad like today. It's like a one foot into depression the pool of depression and I'm lucky and I'm strong enough mentally as she said to pull your foot back out because you don't want anxiety with depression as she said 
and you're already on disability, let's not add more because oncology was an addition to what you went on disability for in the first place. And now that we know your history and that this stuff started mother's wound with autoimmune problems, you know, there was a genetic also flag of what I was born with. But I don't want to add things on. But I don't want to have depression either. But the anxiety, this is me. This is anxiety for people who have anxiety. This is me and this is anxiety. This is me and anxiety. And I have anxiety and I'm telling you to stop and you're causing anxiety. I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream on top of my lungs. I'm going to scream. You get me to the point and you're listening to me and I'm screaming. And you just sit there or stand back or whatever situation I scream. I'd scream at Eric to stop. Please stop. You're causing stress. You're causing anxiety. Please stop. I'd scream. I'm sure everybody in the neighborhood could hear me. I'd scream to stop. It never stopped. I got a video of the last time. I locked myself in the bathroom. And I was shaking. And I, I listened. I, I found the video by accident, clearing my phone out. It, it, it was like watching somebody else. It's the most damn scariest thing I ever watched in my life. That kind of anxiety makes you feel like going crazy. It'll destroy your health. If you already have health problems, it'll kill you. And it will. Kevin, you're right. If I continue to allow it, the stress is going to kill you. Hey, Kim, you know stress can kill you? You're still alive. You're fortunate one. Stress can kill you. You're right, Kevin. Damn straight. They kill you. I'm not going to let it kill me. But I'm not going to let people sit back and watch me. And I'm telling you I have anxiety. Um, I'm not one... And I never was with therapy to hide what I'm going through emotionally. I don't think we should uh, make fun of or poke light at people who suffer from anxiety and depression and mental health and our overall well-being. I like to say well-being. I was watching an interview part. I took my medicine last night for anxiety. It, um, it's a, like a combo. It was prescribed through my hospital doctors during my last visit. Um, they can intercept and prescribe things and tell my trauma therapist and her partner, who is a psychiatrist. This is only the second time I've talked to him. But uh, I'm almost like begging because literally I don't like feeling like this. But I took my medicine and I was just dozing off. And when I'm out, I'm out. I mean, but the problem is, is it's so short term. It may be... Now it's like three and a half hours and I'm wide awake. It's just because I'm burning through it because I need it. Um, that's with your pain, anxiety, things like that. Some medicines are short-term and it is, so I'm not a walking zombie, but I'm realizing I need long-term um, something constant through the day with anxiety because it's getting really bad until therapy can set me straight in which she's going to set me straight. <laughs> I welcome it. I have no problems. I told her when I need to be called out, set straight, please do so. And she said, oh, I will. I most definitely will. And she has an accent, but uh, <laughs> I still understand what she's saying. She has, she has a podcast she listens and she's probably laughing. We don't talk a lot, a lot about the podcast. Um, sometimes she'll bring it up. But like I said, I usually like to do two days and I'm doing less than 24 hours to let her know what we need to talk about. Key points through an hour session, which is probably going to go two hours. And I am approved for, I can have, there's no limit on my visits now with disability and with insurance because I have severe anxiety. And uh, 
I have an open, which is open. There's no limit to how many sessions I'm allowed per year. And I'm blessed that I know that. Anybody suffers from anxiety, depression. Um, I know I'm fortunate because a lot of insurance companies only give you so many visits per year, the calendar year, and some people don't have insurance to cover it. And I know I'm fortunate and blessed, so I know people have it worse um, that need the help. So trust me by saying I don't need anybody to tell me how lucky I am because I know damn well I'm lucky. Um, that's where disability help to kick in to tell the insurance, listen, she needs to have a, an unlimited amount of sessions because this woman's going through a lot and she's dealing with oncology still and this anxiety and her mental well-being is going hand in hand with active tumors and things with oncology that were not cured through treatments. We maxed it out. There's nothing else. I'm still monitored through oncology and now I will continue for the rest of my life. I was released, but now that we have other things and uh, they're causing, you know, secondary, they're causing complications and symptoms, we'll just say managing. You remain under oncology just in the background. So you're still a patient. It's just you don't have scheduled appointments. Um, and that requires just twice a year you do see, and you go in back in oncology and they just go over changes and they can see things going on because everything, let's face it, is right there. Your records are right there for any specialist to pull up you know that's just everything's computerized now so they can see it so i was just required twice a year i don't go back um i finished my two appointments for this year and then i'm rescheduled to go back starting my first appointment next year will be the end of winter so um, but i don't for those asking i don't have a limit on my therapy sessions but i was taking i took my medicine because i needed to and um I clicked on uh, ABC, you know, the news thing, and uh, I got Roku, so I have different channels, you know how that works, and you can stream, but uh, I saw, what is it, <laughs> I don't want to disrespect anybody's name, Yay, Ye, Ye, Y-E, is that it, Ye, Yay, Mr. West, Kim Kardashian's ex-husband, there's always something about that man, um, a lot of people don't like him, um, I don't know. I think he's a very smart man. He's very open with his mental health. He is diagnosed with bipolar and he struggled a lot through his marriage and he's very open and she just couldn't handle it. Um, I'm that kind of person through sickness and health and I have been married and I've been loyal um, and I've been that way. Uh, marriage fails, trust me, and it's not going to be by me by any means or any relationship in my life because I'm loyal. I'll work through the last, last of it to make things work and that's me and relationships in general and that's my problem I'm working with that I do it to a, a very scary fault and I get hurt in the process you know and did it again and my marriage with Eric um, I should have exited uh, many times over and I stayed loyal and um, to a fault a great fault and I struggled I suffered for it that's the truth so help me God but I was listening to his interview that man's smart. I don't care anybody says. I always knew he was smart. People make fun of him, and he mentioned it. You can sit there and talk, and all of a sudden somebody finds out you have struggled for mental health, all your bipolar, depression, whatever. Oh, they're crazy. So now something you say that you know comes from the heart, and he's highly intelligent. Let's just face it. He's, what, the richest black man? In the United States, at least. So he knows what he's doing, especially with business and stuff. Um had to put on social media and he said I use the platform I need to use the platform I was honest and I shared text messages on trying to co-parent with my ex-wife with Kim 
And I told her the importance of them going to a Christian school and a school that he started because he was raised Christian by his parents and he wanted his kids to be, have the best education possible, but also um, spiritually, you know, bring religion into it as well to raise, to have good overall, all around good children. And as he said, Kim controlled and, and this is his opinion and what happened and uh, he shared text messages where he kept telling us and she, they need to go here or I don't agree with them being on TikTok they're too young or whatever and he said and okay some people were hard on me and critical on me and harsh that I shouldn't use social media to put personal matters out there but as he said what else was I to do she wasn't wanting to to come to a happy medium she wasn't wanting to co-parent with me so I had no other choice but to call her out and he said, unfortunately, it had to go to that route for it to work. So now we're in a different place and I don't have to call her out. But as he said, if somebody's going to treat me ill or my children or my, you know, ex-spouse is doing things that are not okay, or somebody's going to call me crazy because I'm telling you out of, off of experience and intelligent about something that I am educated on and you don't believe me and now you're going to call me crazy. Oh, Cain again, you know, he's saying this. Oh, he's just crazy. He's got bipolar. As he said, it's like we're going to critique people and discriminate and call out people who suffer from different types of mental health matters. And we're going to say, well, instead of that, these people just color outside the lines and paint outside the lines instead of saying that because they're unique and they're different. We're going to just call them crazy. So whatever they say, no matter how valid it is, we're still going to call them crazy. I'm sure I get that about me all the time, too. Oh, she has anxiety and stuff. Oh, my gosh, she's crazy. she got mental health problems. I had people literally who sit there and said I had mental health problems when I didn't. Because you go through testing when you're under therapy care twice a year. And there's psychological tests. And it helps them to determine do somebody have any other struggles besides anxiety or somebody has depression do they have bipolar do they have this or that okay you go through that through legit therapists and i went through that but i literally had a group of people who literally would say this and try to play doctor and then the doctors banned them forever in my chart <laughs> uh, don't tell me how to be a physician when you're not okay don't go call in the office anymore period if you do you'll meet with the legal team and police department you're never to come back in this office again. He'll call his office again. I'm letting you know. They're never to call and come to his office again. You'll have people like that who then will make you have something that you don't have. Because if you speak and tell your truth, there's a lot of people that don't want people to know the truth. They will lock your ass up in prison if they can, just because you're being honest. There are people out there that will try to lock you up in prison for being honest and speaking the truth and just sharing your life. There are people out there who will try to lock you up in prison, fabricate and falsify and do things because they don't want you to have a voice. They don't want you to feel. Okay? And try to manipulate you and treat you like a marionette puppet. There are people out there who will literally do that. And I'm not joking. And I'm not joking. And that's disturbing as hell. Those people who do that have the rest of their life to figure out what in the hell are you thinking and what were you thinking. People, and those same people, 
you'll have social media accounts and they'll talk about things, but you're not allowed to talk about things. But they'll talk about things in a social setting. They'll talk about things to friends, family, loved ones, but you're not allowed. You're not allowed. If you do something, if they do something to you and they hurt you, you're not allowed to call them out. But if you do something in response to them hurting you, they're allowed to call you out. They'll manipulate you, they'll try to control you, and they'll try to lock your ass up just to shut you up. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. People do that stuff. They'll do that stuff. That's such public record. They'll do that stuff. You do it to somebody, take the time when people put healthy boundaries to reflect and change for yourself for the better and to be a better person and make peace and amends when you hurt people and you do stuff like that and apologize. If you can't make right here, God will sit you down in a golden chair and you won't have a choice when you die. But there is a hell too. And I believe rapists and murderers in that go to hell. I believe God sits you in a golden chair and it has like black arms on it or something or red and just there's a hole at the bottom and there you go. And there's a pitchfork and the devil has another friend, you know. <laughs> this is hypothetically saying, you know. I'm a creative person. Sorry, I'm allowed. But, um... I listened to, like, until I passed out his interview. I always liked him because he speaks how he feels. And I wish so many people in this world would quit masking how you feel. Quit bottling it up because that's how you have a heart attack. That's why you have cardi cardiac problems. That's why you have heart problems is because you're bottling stuff up. You God gave you a voice and a heart. He gave you a brain and he allows you to feel and think and speak and you're not have a voice okay don't bother that stuff up that stuff's not healthy and if somebody's trying to shut you up and only say and tell the world your response to how they're treating you bad or how they treated you bad and then they're only sharing your response that's one-sided and for people who are only on one side don't just sit there and think where's the other side my point exactly. It doesn't matter who you are. But I liked his interview. And uh, I always knew that he shared stuff on social media. Those text messages and stuff. Because he was trying to get a point across. And it worked. And he said our relationship has changed. And he said it's unfortunate I had to get to the extreme. But it worked. She finally saw my side. And family saw the text messages. And sat her down and said maybe... You know, you guys need to co-parent and with this is this and allow him to do this and you do this. And now they have a good relationship with their kids together co-parenting. She couldn't handle being married to someone who struggled with health matters. It, if it wasn't mental health, it was internal health. There are a lot of people who get married and think, oh, I'm going to get married. And oh, okay. But there's a lot of people who are not empathetic. They're not caregivers. They're not cut out. And they never will be. They weren't raised. They weren't allowed to be around people sick. Or there's narcissistic people who don't give a damn if you're sick or not. Or there's people that scam and they use you and abuse you. And they'll neglect you and leave you and abandon you. And, and domestic violence and, and whatever the hell. You know? Because there's people like that all the world that do that. You know? But um, she just couldn't handle as he said. And, and you know, obviously... You know, with them being the title that they are, as he said, it, it, you know, people saw it. And he had to get to extreme to get the point across. And he said it worked. 
I don't have to want to go to that. I don't want to do that. I apologize. I have to do that. But like you said, I had no other choice. I'm going to protect how I feel. I'm going to protect myself. But most importantly, I'm going to protect my children. You know? I want him to grow up healthy and well-rounded. And he fought to have his daughter to coach her in basketball because he wanted her to learn basketball. And he learned it. And then it's just something that they bond with. And he's just... A, I think people have to look past, like he said, but everybody else putting their two cents in, but really take the mask off and get to know people. You know what I mean? Quit judging people when it comes to mental health and disabilities, and I couldn't agree more. But it was ABC, if you Google that. It was a really good interview. I'm going to finish the rest because I saved that, but uh, I always liked him, but I always felt like he was falsely misjudged because he is bipolar. Well, there's a lot of people that have a lot of things. So don't judge people. Because if you don't have something now, we're not robots. We don't live forever. And 9 out of 10 people die from health-related issues. And the 1% die just from old age. So be careful when you judge people. Because you can end up with the same thing you're judging for. That's the truth, amen. But getting back, you know, thank you for all the emails. I will do general podcasts like this just to, with multiple emails with you know, multiple questions, but it's the same question. But first, I want to say thank you for the support, emotional support that I need. And to know that um, we all want to know that people care about us, you know, and fill the voids where we're not being cared for or cared about and abandoned, neglected, however you want to slice and dice, it's the same thing. But uh, no, I definitely know I'm at that place and point where I need to be on um, more than just a temporary pill for my anxiety um, because I can't afford to rock the boat with internal health matters that have gotten worse with time that didn't respond to treatments and maxed out stuff. So uh, I will definitely update everyone tomorrow. And this is podcast, like I said, is for me. It helps me um, emotionally and it helps me. And you help yourself emotionally and you free yourself. It, it helps your overall well-being, your happiness, most important, your health when you're already dealing with health struggles. Um, if it inspires and helps other people and we all connect and we say, hey, I'm going through this too and thank you for this and thank you for that. And I I have people I follow on podcasts and that and I sometimes send things, hey, thank you. You put a different perspective or yeah, I went through that too. But that's the same, but no, you're not alone. You know, positive blessings, cultivate positivity and sent your way. That's the truth. Um, people are allowed to feel. They're allowed to express themselves. Okay. And it doesn't matter if it's on a podcast, a blog, in person, social settings, on social media, whatever. People are allowed to say what they want. But we have to understand, don't pass judgment on people, okay? Don't pass judgment on somebody's response. Oh, they act like this. But you need to question yourself, what did you do for them to respond that way? So critically or harshly, what did you do? I'm telling everyone... I screamed on that phone to my mom. I screamed, please stop. This is, I've got anxiety. You can't do this anymore. I've screamed to Eric more times I like to say to stop. This is creating a toxic environment household. You can't, you're hurting me and these animals. Please stop, stop. I got a video, last video, stop. I asked him to leave. passing judgment people especially people disabled people who suffer from mental health matters that's also your health your brain is part of your body 
quit looking at mental health as a taboo. One of every two people struggle with some type of mental health, whether it's anxiety or depression, and that's a fact in 2022. It's a hardcore fact. It used to be one out of every five. It used to be one out of three, now one out of every two. I'll keep everybody posted tomorrow because it's going to be a busy day. I'm going to try to get a couple of things done just to occupy my time when I get home because when I have anxiety like this, I got to rear my brain into thinking something else. Um, that's just how it works for me, especially because I'm not on medicine. So I got to get past this anxiety hurdle. But I just want to thank everybody. Um, I'm real. I'm me. I'm authentic. And take me or leave me. Um, you can love me. You can hate me. But I'm not going to change who I am. Um, this is not a joke. And this stuff's real. Um, and it's life. You know. I'm not perfect. And I sure the hell don't live a perfect life. And I don't have masks on pretending I do. But I'm, for those asking, I pretty much confident I know I'll be on medicine I'll be able to get the prescriptions tomorrow and we'll see um, my insurance changes too added on um, we didn't have prescription coverage because I you have you know you have like once or twice a year we have to sign up at this deadline in order to add on things or change things which is this month so the end of this month I'll find out it's really a because the medicines I take especially respiratory drugs are really expensive those inhalers are so expensive it's ridiculous um, it used to be like your pain management stuff was expensive. And now we're realizing respiratory drugs are super expensive. So depending on how much my drugs are and what I'm taking depends on what my prescription plan is. And let's just face it, I expect it to be expensive. But if you use GoldRx online and you plug in your prescription, and I want everybody to try this, you'll realize before you go buying a prescription plan or changing it that sometimes it's cheaper to use GoldRx. And that's down, that's just downright, that's a sound country. It's just downright scary. But some meds are, for me, cheaper than what insurance would be on GoldRx. Um, everybody profits from that. You know, the company GoldRx does. Walgreens, Kroger's. Um, what is that? Big Bear Pharmacy or store chain. Let's just face it. All the retailers profit from GoldRx. GoodRx. Excuse me. GoodRx. Let me rephrase this. GoodRx. Everybody profits, including that company. You know, they all win. It's just getting a retailer to go here with their prescriptions and taking them away from another retailer. Um, it's just competition competing with prices and that. But they offer some really up to like 70% some of the medicine discounts. So um, it's worthy to look at that even if you have coverage for your prescriptions, folks. It really is. I use it all the time. And uh, if I get on a good prescription plan the end of this month, I'll still look to see is it cheaper. You know what I mean? Before I go sign up for anything. But uh, I'm... I crossed my fingers and toes. I almost said the H word. We're not going to use it because that burns me every time. But I'll be on medicine. And I'll get better. Things will get better. Um, this day will be over with. And tomorrow's a fresh day. And it's a clean slate. And the good Lord gives it to you. But uh, me and Snorri are doing well. And uh, he continues to do well. And, um, you know, I told him, you know what, boy? You know, Baby Blue's not uh, with us anymore. But we're a team. You know, um, we're together. We come as a package. You know, you go down, I go down. You know, and ironically, we both have health stuff we're dealing with. Um, I've instantly have almost the same bond with him as I did with my beloved Crystal Blue. I went through some not great things in a relationship and a marriage, and um, that dog went through it with me, and. Uh, I bonded with her. It almost killed me when she died. I wanted to go with her. 
That's how close I was. We bonded on every level possible. She's not a human. She's a dog. I understand that. But there was a special sacred bond. And uh, how ironic. Snorio is literally like the male version of Crystal Blue. <laughs> Our bond strengthens daily. And uh, he's my right hand for a puppy, right? I'm listening to Sinatra. Grandma would probably tap her toes and snapping. Good music. Good music, Kim. Good music. Talk to you well. <laughs>